Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Cool Down. This is our second episode. This is a show where we talk about the weekend's fixtures that have happened over, the, obviously, the weekend or the Premier League. Um, we're going to kick off with an exciting game, or at least on paper. It wasn't really exciting at all. Um, but tell us what happened there, Silo. Man United, Chelsea, there was bad weather and there was a bad performance. Well, not I wouldn't say bad performance. I mean, the result was there for both sides. But it wasn't very entertaining on the eye. It felt like a PSL game. No, I think I think more than anything, right, is that both teams know that they're poor defensively, or they have been defensively this season. So no one really wanted to make silly mistakes at the back. So they wanted to be, you know, quite compact and make sure that the defense um, does what what it's required. Don't take too many risks going forward. Um, and you can see with the with the Chelsea lineup um, playing with a. With a, with, a, with a back three and, a, and, a, and obviously um, when, they would, when they were defending would be a back five. Um, and Solskjaer, I think, you know, he also obviously set up in a way where he was quite cautious. Uh, but, you know, Man United have a couple of shots on target um, that Mendy uh, saved. Um, so obviously I think, yeah, man, it was uh, both teams didn't want didn't to didn't give away too much. Uh, in the end, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't um, a, memorable, a memorable game. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 take we'll take the point. Um, you know, it's the first it's the first point uh, we we've gotten at home. Um, so I guess uh, the one positive is, is a clean sheet. Um, a clean sheet is always a positive. But but I I honestly feel he should have at least tried to um, you know go go for it a bit. You know, uh, because because I think Chelsea was there for the taking. Yeah, you're about they, the they, they... yeah, you talk about the defense. Lindelof made a big difference. I thought he he, he looked really solid at the back. Seemed to bring a bit of calm, which you guys had been missing for a while. So, be cool. I, I think it might be good for you guys to see him a bit more. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he's uh, he's um, take, he's, he's, he's he's like the first couple of games he wasn't as great, but um, you know these these last two games in the PSG and and against and against Chelsea he was he had, he had a great game in both games. Uh, couldn't fault him for anything. Um, you know, Timo Werner, Havertz. Were quite quiet on the night. Uh, Pulisic, you, you know, these guys, you, you didn't really see much of them in the game. Um, Chelsea didn't have opportunities, um, whereas Man United had a couple of shots where I think maybe uh, on a different day, um, if it was Kepa in the goals, Man United would have won, you know. But uh, I think Mendy, Mendy made saves that he, he should have made, but, you know, that Kepa never makes saves he's supposed to make. So I think if Kepa was in goals, Man United would have won. Can I ask you? Can I ask you um, about the penalty that uh, Chelsea should have got the Harry Maguire chokehold? <laughs> Which one? Which one? Are you talking about the one where Reese James was holding Maguire in the box? No, 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 not that one. <laughs> you know which one we're talking about because um, no, no, yeah, no. That, that, was, that was that was that was a stone that was a stone penalty. That should have been a penalty. Yeah. You can't be, you know, you can't be grabbing a person around their neck. Um, in the box, that that should have been a penalty. VAR again um, has has had um, has had a howler. Like literally, um, the ref didn't didn't even go review it, which 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 is even worse. You know, it should have been a point where you should have said, "Hey ref, um, please have a look at this," and then the ref should go to the monitor and then have a look and make a decision for himself if it's a penalty or not. And 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 that 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 wasn't even done. So you know, it's 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 it's, it's quite poor um, in that regard. And I think I think definitely um, Chelsea were, were robbed uh, of a penalty there. Uh, but similarly as well, I think um, the media um, hasn't reported on the 
uh, Reese James um, um, holding Maguire in the box as well. So uh, Maguire actually tweet uh, actually posted on his on his Instagram story where he was being manhandled in the box uh, by Reese James. The media, the media has has conveniently forgot for, forgotten to 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 shed some light on it. You know what I mean? But no one um, could. The cameras couldn't even pick up Reese James's arms because Harry Maguire's head so big. So I think it was just in the way. I think that's <laughs> Slapped actually didn't have a didn't have a bad game except for that that that, that challenge. Um, you know, he was quite uh, uh, assured, you know. But uh, uh, people people were saying that uh, he, uh, he thought that uh, Aspeluqueta was was someone in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, I think both sides were like they both sides defended well, but also neither side was hugely tested. Like I expected um, United to have a big problem with the pace of, of Werner yeah. and have France. I really thought exactly. that was. I mean, fair play to Lindelof and, and Maguire. I think they did a good job, kind of positionally, and and they you know, they they read the game very well. But I think that Chelsea and United both didn't really throw everything they could up front and and didn't really test the def- each other's defences very well. Because there was a couple, there was a moment at the beginning where Mendy also had a bit of a bit of a, a, a mix-up, a bit of uncertainty. Um, and he recovered yeah. very well, um, you know, did some really, and, and he made, he had a good, you know, very assured performance, which I think Chelsea would be yeah. well. Um, I think both sides didn't really test each other's defences as much as you would have expected for, for a, a fixture like this. Although that said, maybe a draw was exactly what both teams would have preferred because... I think if either side had lost, it would have been a huge story. United in particular, I think if you guys hadn't won, had lost this game, it could have been a big, yeah. a big issue for for Solskjaer. Yeah, I think I, right. yeah, I think I think um, to to Matt's point there, it's interesting because of how the Premier League has gone up until this point. We thought there was going to be another roller coaster. Both sides haven't been defending well, but it was just one of those where both guys, both managers, just thought you know points better off than. You know, in the law, in the long term uh, scheme of things, point towards both teams is far better than yeah. one of them actually going for it and losing, losing all of it. So, yeah, sorry, Nick. Uh, I think um, it's just quite ironic because I, th- I think we thought there was just going to be goals, goals, and more goals because of the, the sort of defensive performances. So, I think if there's a positive for both teams, it would be that. Um, yeah. Not to write, not nothing really to write home about going forward, which is obviously something they'd look to, to sort of kick on in the next game. But I think if there's a positive out of it for Frank and for for Ole is is that they kept a clean sheet against one of the top six, um, and and uh, a clean sheet doesn't really come around that often in in season twenty twenty one. So mm. yeah, it's it's uh, I think. If you are to kick on, that could be that could be it now for Man United. Tough game next against Arsenal, uh, so it will be interesting to see how they how they fare. Yeah, yeah and I also think I, good form, good form from De Gea. I mean, in the PSG game, he pulled off some amazing saves, and it seems like it's been carrying through. So he's he's going to be a huge piece for United in whatever they get out of the season. If he can keep his form and actually be the De Gea of old, then United have a chance at anything really, or at least in the top four. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's, had a, he's had a good start to the season um, for, for both Man United and Spain. Um, he's, he's had good performances. And I think was, there, was, there was an article where they said that um, he in the preseason, um, he was training with, with an ex-junior um, coach of his. 
um, like they met up and whatever, and he, and he was training with him. So, and also obviously uh, with, with Dean Henderson coming in, he knows that if he's if his form uh, drops a bit, that Dean Henderson is there to 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 take his place and to play for for a considerable amount of time. So obviously he had to up his game and and be and be at the standards that he set before. Um, so he's definitely started the season well. And and the PSG game was 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 amazing. Um, the saves that he made, um, you know, some of them were were were, were you know um, saves he's, he's expected to make, but some of them were, were really were really amazing. Mm. Well, Claudio, you need to tell us now. What do you think of the post Van Dyke injury, post uh, Pickford, uh, aka assassin uh, incident? How did you guys what? recover? What are your thoughts? Assassin. Yeah, I think um I think the hype that we caused on our show last week has definitely set a little bit of target on Everton, seeing as uh Dunia got sent off for standing on another player's foot. He made it look accidental, but we all know it really wasn't. Those dirty ta- tactics from Napoli have filtered their way in from Italy hey, all the way to Merseyside. Hey, his three match band got reduced to one game, so so that's hey, really? that's his alarm. I think that's fair. No, I, I do think it's a one-game ban. Definitely not a three-game ban, but it's still, it's still, um, it's the the dark arts there from the Italian maestro in uh, Angelotti, <laughs> in my opinion. And then, like you said, I carried over through the Liverpool game, and now you know it's spilt. And now there's, you know, how the English, the English are. The, if there's enough hype, then they start nitpicking. So it's good. It's good that the focus on Everton it gives um, gives them some pressure and see if they can handle the pressure. And apparently they couldn't on the weekend. I know we're talking about the Liverpool game now. So enough about those those scoundrels. Um, yeah, no, the Liverpool game was was good, man. I enjoyed it. It wasn't obviously it wasn't pleasing on the eye, but from a tactical point of view, we obviously threw in Fabinho at the back, which was great. Uh, playing with Joe Gomez, another they've started again um, and they did successfully well. Obviously. You know, I'm getting super fatigued talking about VAR, but the penalty that we suffered was ridiculous. He makes a tackle for Bino. He wins the ball. It's in the edge of the, he's actually in the inside of the box. That if players on the outside of the box, they end up giving a penalty. But, you know, two champions that didn't really bother them. But what I liked about how they set up was they had two, they had Van Holdem and Henderson sitting in front of the, 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 the back two, which gave us extra, extra protection. They dropped Firmino into the number 10 role, which is something he fulfills anywhere. And we actually accommodated Jota. So every time we broke forward, we were absolutely, we looked menacing because we had so much pace. So normally we have Mane and Salah and now throw Jota in the mix. It's just filthy. It's absolutely dangerous. And just wait until Thiago comes back. And I hear he's training again by himself. So chances are he might be on the bench and he might come off the bench for the the weekend. He's definitely not going to play tonight in the Champions League game. So with him in the middle there and he can pick up between three players, I think Liverpool are going to be absolutely dangerous. And it was just nice for them to come back Obviously, Chef, uh, Sheffield are no walkovers. They, they made them work for the points. But at the end, you know, they did what they had to do. So, yeah, super pleased, super chuffed. Um, not I mean, much else for you, for you guys also, I mean, it was probably the perfect result with probably, well, you got Everton dropping points, Villa dropping points, Man United, Chelsea. Uh, mm. I'm just talking about teams that are looking uh, yeah. sort of to... to to sort of kick on towards you guys. Uh, it's probably the best sort of weekend for you guys, yeah? I yeah, mean, most the best definitely. Weekend. Arsenal definitely. also dropping points. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, last week we were talking about how it was going to be difficult for Liverpool to challenge for the league. And now just the nature of what the league is, yeah. like you said, everyone's dropped points and now they're looking all right again. So it's, it's funny how these things tend to work in waves. 
And in, in Liverpool's case, it was a quick wave. It was a little bit of a blip, and it seems to seems like they found their feet. What I'm really excited about is that Jota is the first player since Mane to score two goals at Anfield consecutively since so since 2016. So, like I said, we've got a we've got a lively player there who's got a high ceiling that he can reach. And if yeah. he's already giving us so much in terms of work rate off the ball, in terms of on the ball, in terms of runs in behind. So it's just a beautiful option. Like I said previously, is that Divock Origi used to be our B plan. Now we've got like a C, D, E, F, G plan. I mean, tonight's game, there's probably going to be a big rotation against the Danish side that they're playing in the Champions League. So super stoked, super excited. And uh, I don't think this is going to hurt. I know it's just against Sheffield, and I might sound like I'm getting carried away here. But I, I, yeah. I agree with you in terms of the Jota signing. I think I had spoken uh, early on in this, um, this, this vlogcast is, for me, I think the one thing, if Liverpool were missing something from last year um, or last season, was a sort of backup front three or an individual who is sort of part of that backup. Um, because if you look at the front yeah. three of City, they can change their front three and their front three is as good or maybe just slightly slightly less uh, quality than their, their, their starting front three. And I think that was something, and you guys were probably fortunate with, you, you had majority of your front three fit for most of the season. And I think yeah. adding a Jota is, mm. is a great signing. And I, when we get to the Newcastle Wolves game, I think it's someone Wolves are actually missing this season. Definitely. To be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, mm. and and yeah, I like that point. I like that point that you're saying. And you know, we, we put it, placing a lot of emphasis on Jotia because he and you know what? He, he's kind of come out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah, he's come out of nowhere a little bit. Obviously, people know of his potential if you followed Wolves and and and, but no one would have necessarily expected him to make the jump to a big side like this and show the potential that he's doing. He's he's currently in his confidence is high and he's doing well. But what I'm excited about as well is we do have the likes of Mina Minu. We do have one or two. Shakiri, he didn't leave the club. So we do have other options, whether it is to come off the bench or not. And the reason Bobby here is my background tonight is he did finally score a goal at Anfield. So it's been a while. But one of the, one of, one of the, hey, your sound is, is on, Wonga. So welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Wonga. He is having some, he's no, having some technical the, difficulties. No, it's just this, uh, this luck. I mean, they don't let us score a goal. VAR, now it's all pulling through to me, this side here. <laughs> and your sound sounds like you're a pilot ready to take off here but it's good you're ready to take the show on a, on a, a new level new heights but yeah so bobby yeah. bobby's facts in terms of or his stats rather in the game on saturday he covered the most mileage he played the number 10 role and he had 42 touches so to to the debate we constantly have between Celo and i it just shows that how versatile a player like this is. And when a player like this, who is a number nine, who plays a number 10 role, can do this, it does give the team another option determine, determining on who they play against. So, yeah, so we've got, we've got the numbers, we've got the players, and it's looking good from a Liverpool camp perspective. But, Nick, you were talking, you, you were talking just, about... Just before, just before you carry on, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> in front of goal, and it's good, it's good for, for the season because you definitely need... Uh, multiple sources of, of goals across the team, and 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 if and if you are struggling to score at, at home, which is not done, it almost kind of takes that that monkey off his back. You know, I actually realized that you know, um, the media was also saying, like everywhere was like, for me, for me, finally scored, for me, finally scored. Everywhere was like, for me, finally scored. So I guess one of those things, even himself, he's probably like, you're obviously not trying to listen to the outside world, but you obviously as well, you just want that. Confidence boost, 
at home. For instance, you know, you're doing something away from home that you're not able to do at home, and you finally, obviously, you know, got it in the back of the net, and it will obviously push on into, into into the next game. So it's it's definitely good for for Liverpool. Yeah, most definitely. And I think even towards the end of last season, um, when he was getting pulled off the field by Klopp, he would then have moments heart to heart in the, on the training ground and be like, you know, coach, I'm sorry I'm not scoring goals. And Jurgen Klopp, like, he literally came out saying this to the, to the press. He said for him, he didn't even register that was a thing for him. He said despite all the noise that was happening, he's like, Bobby what isn't necessarily there on the field to do that role because he, he brings the other two players into the game who do get the goals. So it is, it's yeah. interesting. And like you said, for him to actually get that monkey off his back, it could be more freely or freer for being you, uh, for being you. Sorry, I'm getting confused with all the English again. Um, a Bobby, rather. <laughs> it could be a, a good situation for a Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. So moving on to the one that Nick was talking about, the Wolves-Newcastle game and how much a Wolves is missing a Jota. But Nick, yeah. Steve Bruce, <laughs> the archaic man, set up the shop and he got his point. Are you disappointed about yeah. this despite the result? Man, I don't know. I obviously <laughs> celebrate the goal. It was a good sort of finish at the end. It was a bit of a smash yeah. and grab. Um, I liked what you said in our pre-match script before we before the show. Where, or it was actually one of the posts. It was a toothless performance from from Wolves. They dominated. They were. They were sort of all, they were all over us for I think we had thirty five percent possession. Um, I say it again, Steve Bruce is a dinosaur. Um, he 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 takes sort of his ingredients and he tries to make something, but it sort of comes out, but it doesn't at the same time. Um, and I think he's he's managing results, but bizarrely, and it just for me it just doesn't make sense with with some of the players that we have. Some of the selections that he's making for me is just so frustrating. Um, mm. I'll I'll take it back. I'll take it back a step. He is so old school that he'll force a player to play through an injury that fans and the club, well, the fans did not know about. Shelby's carried an injury, a groin injury, for four weeks, and now it's just got so bad that he can't play, and um, he now needs an operation. Uh, it turns out he's got a hernia. Um, yeah, I think Wong is out. Um, he's got a hernia. He's he's called it. Steve Bruce has called it a, sp- a sports hernia. Um, but a hernia just doesn't arrive one one morning, you know, or the next day, you know. And uh, Shelby's a Shelby's a key player for us, you know. So I'm thinking as a manager or as, as a coach, you know, we had an international break two weeks ago. Well, there's your opportunity. So now he's made it worse by playing two games after the the sort of. Um, international break and now he's out until the end of the next international break okay so that's one problem second problem comes in is Isaac Hayden's injured so we end up playing two central uh, two wide players in the central midfield so uh, Fraser who's been man of the match for Scotland for the last two two matches is playing in the midfield next to Jeff Hendrick and then Almiron who's not a midfielder's ass is playing in the midfield as well Against the likes of Neves and Dendonka, when are we when were we ever going to have a chance? Okay, so we set up with a back five, and we've got Jacob Murphy as a winger who's playing as a right back, essentially a wing back, and then we've got a left back playing as a wing back, which is fine. But we literally had the ball every time we absorbed, we absorbed, we just kicked it straight back to them. And for me, it's just so hard to watch because Callum Wilson is a quality 
player who holds the ball up well, but there's nothing going forward. There's no willing runners. And I'm just I'm just frustrated because the man, Steve Bruce, has no he has no cooking clue. He has no cooking clue of how to set the team up. You know, I'd rather have sent in one of the under under 23 midfielders to just go and do a job. You know, match up with Neves and get into Donker's face and rather playing wingers who are going to be effective going forward, but they can't get forward because they're playing next to next to a holding midfielder. So for me, it's just very frustrating at the club. We got a point, yes, but I mean, we didn't even try really. You know, that was a smash and grab. Good finish in the end. Jacob Murphy, I don't know no. if you saw his interview. He no, said okay. something. Yep. Yep. A little bit of research. The weaknesses of Patricio that he doesn't go to the ground. Yeah. No, true. Yeah, man. Patricio, Patricio is more worried about the post than he was about saving the ball there. No, 100%. Yeah, he didn't put his body on the line at all. But, you know, I think frustrating, you know, I, I we should have lost the game fair and square. I mean, the, the right result wasn't a draw. Um, but I guess you you earn your luck. Maybe they worked hard. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird sort of time at the minute. Um, one thing I'd like to say is, I mean, it's just it just shows you that I think my dad and I were having this conversation. He's saying, yeah, you know, maybe it was better if we actually lost because that would be one more game until Bruce would go. But I don't think it's going to be the case. I think he's the cheap option for Mike Ashley. And Mike Ashley's content if we get in these draws. He doesn't care if we're doing, if we're doing averagely well or if we're not even trying. So, yeah. I mean, it was quite ironic today um, or yesterday he came out and he, he, he pleaded, he, he sent a plea out to the government and um yeah, and uh, <laughs> the, the FA or, or the Premier League to to cancel this paper pay, uh, pay per view yeah, um, watch, and that's how ironic is that. You know, I'll give you a quick fact that actually pisses me off. He's the only owner that hasn't that is still charging the the, the Newcastle fans for their season tickets. They still charge well, the fans. Paid, you can get yeah. back, right? Say again. You can pay everyone back, right? So he hasn't refunded from last season. But the thing is, Newcastle have such a waiting list to get a, a season ticket. Those people don't want to cancel their season ticket for this season because if they do return, they don't want to lose it. So yeah. they're still charging the d- d- direct debits off their accounts. And the fans are absolutely – that is just day- daylight robbery. In the times oh, yeah. when people are losing, they're losing their jobs, they're not, they're not working. And then he ironically comes out and says, oh, no – we shouldn't be charging these 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 fans to watch the games. He must pay them back so they can pay for the fucking games. Excuse my language, yeah. but yeah, no, it's funny, man. <laughs> just just please do not apologize. This is an uncensored show, so let it yeah, all out. But that, let it out. That, that, but that pay-per-view thing is has flopped. From 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 what I'm understanding is that um, it hasn't gotten much take up. Um, obviously, fans live with the fact that they have to pay fifteen pounds to to watch a game, and you're watching one game. Which which is ridiculous, man. You know, you're watching one game. Whereas it would be better if it was fifteen pounds per month. You know, what I mean, yeah. for 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 you know, you can watch any game that you want on each yeah. on each um, game week. But fifteen pounds yeah. per game is is. And then yeah. also because of the pandemic, the pandemic. I mean, this it is. It's ridiculous. But I, one thing he did say, I know he's trying to gain favor with the fans, Mike Ashley. But he did mention the fact that the government should subsidize some of these costs. Because yeah, the reason they're saying the price is that inflated is because they've got to be t- paying tax, ironically. So I think it's a tax on tax on it, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, going back just, going back to yeah, sorry. No, go for it, go for it. I was gonna say going back to Steve Bruce and you mentioning him making players play through injuries and 
You know what it, it feels to me? Um, this is no different. When I'm watching that game, it feels like a PSL match. So when, number one, if he does get sacked, which that's not what he's aiming for, but if he does get sacked, there's always a job in the PSL for him. Um, secondly, is that I do think that he knows that if this takeover does happen, if it ever yeah. happens, he knows his, his days are numbered. So I suppose yeah. what he's trying to do, he's playing per result every game as opposed to trying to, like you said, the difference between him and a Benitez, playing between a, a philosophy, focusing on a philosophy, if that makes sense. So yeah. he's going to play players and he's going to push them regardless if they get injured because he knows his days are numbered. So yeah. he knows his, his Premier League record is on the line. And he'd rather talk about yeah. the record that he achieved at Newcastle as opposed to yeah. the great to go to the club. And I think that's where he's Listen, at. I understand from a manager's point of view, and I said it actually at the end of last season, you know, will I set up against Man City in a defensive way when I've got a squad uh, squad makeup of Newcastle? Probably would, because ideally your your sort of career is also on the line and your your reputation. You don't want to lose 5-6-0 when you could actually just lose 1-0, 2-0 and, and possibly yeah. get something out of the game, you know. So I do understand from the coach's perspective. Um, obviously, just being a Newcastle fan where we've had so many ups and downs, we've we've been up at the top of the table, we've been relegated, we've been mid-table, we've been in Europe, we've had our nights in Europe, we've beaten Barcelona, AC Milan, Inter Milan. For us, that's what we... We just want a team that tries. And it was interesting, Kieran Dyer, I don't know if anyone remembers him, but he played yeah. uh, for England in Newcastle. And he said, as a fan and as, a, as an ex-player, he said, the takeover needs to go through, even if it's not the big money, the oil, big oil money, but someone needs to come in with just a bit of ambition. And it just shows you, Everton, with a little bit of ambition, they, 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 they fight in. Look at Leeds, with a little bit of ambition, they fight in. Villa, the same uh, situation, you know. So Wolves... Um, and actually, the, the the list actually goes on, and that that's what's yeah. so frustrating. Even even, and, even, even Brighton. Yeah, and yeah. you know there was a commentator said something last night while I was watching the Spurs game. He said, "You know what? I think it was um, it was Martin Tyler's assistant. I can't remember who it was, but he had said, right now in the Premier League, if you're not spending money, you actually just stand. if you're spending money, you, sorry, you need to spend money to stand still in the Premier League." Yeah. So essentially, what yeah. he says, you've got to spend big to actually go and progress. So if you're not yeah. spending, you just you just you just retracting completely. So um, it's 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 like I said, it's ups and downs. I think we play in Everton next week. Maybe it's a good time to play them. They're a little bit. Uh, they've got a few suspensions. Possibly get a victory there. I don't know. You never know. Um, but uh, it's just another day in the life of a Newcastle fan. So I want to ask you this though, Nick, is if if a takeover does happen, and you know there are two scenarios to this. There's one scenario where a Saudi, an example, if the takeover had happened, and there's a ton, a shitload of money involved. Yeah. Who would you then want to come in? And then there's the other option where if someone just takes over, but they they're not obviously as wealthy, then what would your second choice be? Yeah. To manage I mean, the club. I think just looking right now at who's available, I think Poch is a is a no brainer. Um, if I'm honest with you, I, I think he would only go to a project that excites him. Um, and then you would just have to maybe look. I think an Allegri was touted at one stage. Uh, you know, I just don't know with these foreign coaches who haven't coached in the Premier League who would potentially, you know, understand the Premier League and, and sort of kick on. Um, but who am I to say? These guys have, have won titles yeah. all over the place. Um, yeah. I think... 
you know, if 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 it was a more of a conservative decision, I would look at it maybe St- uh, Stephen Gerrard at, at Rangers. Um, you know, huh. I think. Interesting. Uh, no, I think I think he's doing some good things at at Rangers, and I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. There's there's a big thing, and it's it's just off the Premier League, but Celtic are going for their tenth league title in a row. And his mission is to stop that. And I was yeah, on my yeah. courses in Scotland and a lot of Celtic fans, a lot of Rangers fans on the course with me. And all the all the Celtic fans want is the 10 in a row. If they get the 10 in a row, the thing is, if it stops now, it's only going to happen potentially again, only in 10 years, but it's not going to be yeah. 10 years, it's going to be 20 years or 30 years. You know? An so, interesting point to that is that uh, the Rangers are the only side that haven't lost in Europe this season yet. Yeah. So ultimately, he's. I think. I think he's in the mold of a Lampard. I think he's done well to humble himself to go to. Another please, country. please, 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 don't disgrace him like that. Yeah, I, I think. I think they. I think they're both going to be good young English managers. Um, and I think a project where he's backed. I think that's a good start. Uh, is is a team like Newcastle with a big following. Um, it's not a Liverpool, but you know, if he gets a bit of backing and he does well, you know, you never know. Um, so that would be more of a conservative uh, decision. So Nick, so Nick, don't you guys have former players that are that are managing that are doing something in a first division, something uh, like something in like they've David all failed. Ginola. I saw David Ginola as a as a as an analyst. I'm like, come on, man, David Ginola should be like uh, no, one, a, a league one or a league two team in Let's France. Les Ferdinand, yeah, he's director of sport at QPR, I think. But I mean, there's, there's, there's Joey Barton's done some good stuff at Fleetwood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, Joey Barton. Joey Barton's a possible. He's a technician. Yeah, we don't have many. I mean, we had Shira. Shira got his stint, and I think, I think it just hurt him so much that he got relegated with the team. I think he was thrown in at the wrong time. I think if he had gone in to do his badges and he maybe came back two, three, four years later, he would have been in the same sort of mold as like your young coaches coming through now. Um, yeah. And I think he's just got it waxed now with the the punditry, um, mm. and I think. I mean, Claudia, you were saying you—you you know, if you're in there, you know, Ian Wright and Gary Neville and Carragher, uh, um, they've got they've got jobs for the next twenty years or at least fifteen years, you know, because they've, done that, they've been there, done that, and if they keep it relevant, you know, they why would he want to go and you know risk his livelihood by 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 coaching a team um, that 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 might not play for you? Any team for that matter, you know, it's a, it's a it's a very risky job, um, and your job security in football is next to nothing. So yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's a name that look. Firstly, I think the Gerard. I didn't even think about that, but I think the Gerard. That is a project Gerard would take on because yeah. he is he's cut from the same cloth. I think he would yeah. be a perfect fit. I was more alluding to uh, Nugglesman, if, if that's how you pronounce yeah. the name from Red Bull. I was yeah. thinking. But that for me would be your your priority, like if if you had yeah. the big money, because that's yeah. a huge project. That's a young coach who's got a big future. He's not afraid to use technology and modern methods, and he's doing yeah. everything a Klopp is doing in a way. But he's a lot younger, if that makes yeah. sense. That's even a, for me. It's even a solution for United if Ole doesn't make it come yeah. this season. 
So that's yeah. it's a name that is hasn't been yeah. floating around. Everyone's still focused or very much fixated rather on Pochettino. Yeah. But now with Zidane having his wobble at Madrid, but I, can't, I suppose he, he just won over the weekend the Galactico big match over there. But you know that that Pochettino name is threatening most of these coaches. So it's just going to be yeah. very um, interesting to see where he lands up if he decides to yeah. take a job or not become a pundit like Mourinho took for a break. Yeah. For a break. yeah. You know, with 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 the, the Newcastle situation right now, I know the Premier League, as I was logging on here, the Premier League just got served papers by Mike Ashley. Legal team, the legal team behind it, uh, in, in actual fact, is Man City's uh, lawyers that, that won them the, the UEFA ban. So, um, Can you go friends fact, in my places? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know where that leaves us with the oil money because they might have just got tired of it and not actually they, they've pulled out so technically what would need to happen is we'd need to win the law the lawsuit and then we'd still need them to say hey come and and, and, and buy us so they might have lost interest i'm not too sure but i don't think i think it's an attractive club to buy um and you know you know an Oglesman, if he had to come in these modern coaches um if you don't give them everything they want, like you said, they're very technology orientated. They want X, Y, and Z. If you're not going to give them what they want, they're not going to take the job. So these projects need to be very specific to, you know, what the needs of the coaches. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, in Newcastle at the moment is not that. Um, and it would need a sort of change of ownership. Um, is a Man United, is a Man United like that right now? Is Oli getting the players that he actually wants? Is... Who's buying? You, so you know, it's to see the inside of a club and talk from the outside is very different. It's very different. Yeah. We can complain about owners and clubs and managers not buying players, but it's, it might not be. Uh, t hands might be tied at the end of the day. Uh -huh. um, well, that's, so that's, that's, that's true because you even you even say that now. Like I read something earlier on. Obviously, we'll touch on to to, to to Wonga's team that. Arteta and Edu, who's the sporting director at Arsenal, they couldn't, they 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 didn't agree on on which midfielder to get. Um, Edu wanted Thomas Partey, and um, um, what's his Arteta wanted um, who's who's uh, Oya from 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 Leon, and that was literally he wanted this guy, he wanted that guy, and literally he was um, Edu said no man, we're going for Thomas Partey. That's that that's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's like they clashed, and no one would have thought that. Everyone was like, oh man, great signing, Thomas Partey. Oh, it's a cool mm. four, 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 whatever, yeah. whatever. Actual fact, mm. that's not the guy Arteta wanted. Arteta wanted someone else, yeah. but Edu wanted someone Yeah, and that's an interesting point. I think that the reason Edu was pushing for that is because that's a deal he was working on long before Arteta arrived, while Emery was still there. So I think for yeah. his job's sake, he had to get that deal over the line to prove to the board and to everyone else that Edu that himself, he can do the job that he was hired to do. And I think because they also had a lot of people going in because Eddie was hired underneath someone else, a sporting director who then also got shipped out. And there's been a lot of lot of turmoil turmoil there. And it's, I suppose, somewhat the similarities between an Arsenal and a United to next point. You know, if a Nugglesman does become available or someone wants to go after him, would he even want to go to United based on that mm -hmm. fact? I mean, that guy was at Hoffenheim having a training session where he had a big screen and the guys would play a game and he would stop the game, make them rewatch it on a big screen and say, okay, cool, guys, this is your positioning. This isn't right. And then they would have a proper little boardroom where the team would come in on their, their smart iPads and everything else like that and just play yeah. position and check data, pure data. So that's kind of where the game's headed. 
And a young guy like that does need that sort of needs those yeah. facilities. If currently that's what he's getting from Red Bull anyway. So interesting. Yeah. Um, Wonga, your manager was crying after the match. He was very upset with VAR. He definitely felt like they were robbed. But there's also talk about him being the new Rafa Benitez. How do you feel about all of this? <laughs> yeah, look, I think I, I agree with him in terms of uh, us being robbed of that goal. Um, but I think then again, the there is yeah would have been two points spared. I think then uh, Leicester got Leicester Leicester's goal. They deserved it. Uh, uh, the the game plan worked. They put in Vardy at the end, um, and they got exactly what they wanted. Um, for me, it was disappointing. <sighs> I mean, looking at Mustafi, Mustafi came on. Uh, David Luiz got. I mean, I mean, he's doing doing well. I mean, since the horrific uh, end to his uh, to the last season. And when they put Mustafi on, I mean, you could clearly see <laughs> why this guy's been benched. Um, Vardy, clear in on goal. Um, he should have, definitely Mustafi should have at least been able to, I mean, put a little bit of pressure on him instead of having him having a clear um, a clear shot on target. But I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I mean, there you're just going to, you're going to probably get a draw. Arsenal had many opportunities with dominating the game, I think, for most of especially in the first half dominating for most of that and we should have yeah we should have put the game to bed with the other chances uh that uh i mean that we had and yeah i think Arteta can we can we can't complain about i mean that was clear 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 goal i i mean what frustrates me the most about the var decision was that um if i you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but the var when they show it it's exactly what those guys are seeing in the studio am i correct with yeah, those yeah. guys of view, oh, what we are, so. that's exactly, yeah. So, what happened was you saw they just show one, ang- one angle and that's from the side, and then they just show um, um, uh, Shaka dodging the ball. And then, even the commentators agreed, the commentators are like, Yeah, that's definitely offside, he's, he's definitely in the way of the goalkeeper. Come half time, they show the goal from behind the goals, and you see, uh, goalkeeper is. Far, Schmeichel is far to the right. He's moved away. As soon as the ball is about to be headed by Lacazette, Schmeichel has shifted to the right-hand post. Shaka's all the way by himself on the left-hand side, yeah. and the ball gets in. But why have they not checked that? It's it's, it's frustrating. I mean, we always every week we're talking about something yeah. about VAR. Yeah. The only thing uh, consistent yes. about about VAR is how inconsistent it is. <laughs> that's yes. that's yes. and how bad the decisions are. And you know, in, in that in that scenario, Wonga, it was. The fact that the linesman had flagged offside, so and it yes. goes it goes back to the, the referee making a decision, and then VAR not being able, over to to or not being able to overturn the decision, and that's kind of what happened in that scenario. <laughs> the players weren't impeding uh, impeding Schmeichel at all by any yes. shape or form. Um, yes, you know, and like again, this is the thing. We, I mean, I could complain about VAR with Liverpool's game. Spoke about it briefly. That's upsetting, but for me, in that half. There's another chance. And then there's a chance that reminded me of when you used to play. And I actually watched one of your games once. You went down yes. the wing and you smashed that ball into the box. It was a great header. All the guy had to do was get his head onto it. And it was, it was, it was a goal, immediate goal. Mm. And Lacazette mm. had a similar situation. And he shat in his pants when the ball approached his head. And yes, he, missed, he right. puffed it. So if he scores that, this complaint doesn't happen. Arsenal go yes. 1-0 up. Rodgers has to change what he's doing. Doesn't wait for that secret. He almost had a similar approach to what um, 
the archaic man at Newcastle normally does. He sits back, sits deep, nice and composed, and then wait for the right moments. And he brought on body and it worked to the T. And now Rogers is a genius and Arteta's crying. So uh, that's the problem. Like a Z for me isn't good enough anymore to be at Arsenal. And like, yeah, you see, like, even in that sense, like I said, like he, we're not all, now you reminded me. Yeah, yeah, reminded me with, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, for me, uh, like, I don't agree with the statement that he's good, not good enough to be with Arsenal. Uh, not at all. I think he is a good, I think he is good enough to be with the team, 100%. Uh, but that situation there, uh, yeah, he even, he, he, he shouts to, He's got a point though. Trini could have made it easy and passed to his feet. Could have made it easy and passed to his feet there. It was pretty much open. But yeah, he should have put that away with his head 100% as well. And then with that opportunity as well, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but it nicked his, it came off his head and then Fuchs put his arm out. It hit underneath Fuchs's hand. Nah, nah. 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 What are the. You grasp your straws here. Literally, that hits him here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please respond. Please respond, Wanga. Please. Yeah. Come on, Wanga. Come on. Wanga. After this match, I'm going to go check. That's a penalty. That was a penalty. Tell me it's a penalty rather because folks put his foot up or something, man. Another hand. But yeah, even that could have been. It could have been as well. If you give it outside the bus, give it in. But that typically hit his arm. It's like, why are we not checking that? It was clear. We'll give you the offside. Offside, definitely, I agree with you 100%. It should have been a goal. Like, I tuned I, 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 I into the game. I tuned into the game after the, the, the incident happened. And I saw it at half time. And I was like, yeah. Philip, I must not get this because Shaka is not even next to Schmeichel. There is probably. A meter, um, they're a meter apart, and Sha- and um, Schmeichel's on the one side, and and Shaka's in the middle of the goal, and Shaka Shaka moves out of the out of, out of the way, and and the goal, and I um, mean it's it's yeah, yeah it's I'm, probably I'm the living. best thing Shaka's done, but yeah, it didn't work to our decision. But one thing anyways, I will say, one thing yeah, I will say, Wonga, mm-hmm. um, David Luiz's passing in that first yeah. half, he was was. To the T, and yeah. uh, Party did the same. He had the same party mm-hmm. trick because that guy can pass a ball. And I think he, I think there's you definitely have a player. Um, you definitely have a player, but I, you need to. Yeah. I think you know you'll talk about the decisions. You know, I think every team's going to talk about VAR decisions this season. Uh, it's clear and evident. Ultimately, you needed to put your chances away, and um, yeah. at the end of the day. They've got one and you've got zero and, and, and you've lost. So, you know, it's, I think it swings and roundabouts. So, yeah. like, even, even, even looking at that game now, like, yeah, moving forward from all those decisions and stuff, uh, yeah, I agree with you on that point as well, Nick. We should have put the, the chances away. Um, is that watching the Arsenal game, you uh, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit uh, boring. I mean, at some points, uh, actually, most of the points in the game. And then, you know, after people people are saying that, you know what, you're missing Ozil. I mean, they obviously say that. Uh, yeah. And funny enough now, uh, I don't know if Ozil is playing a game with, playing around with this thing, but uh, you see, you'll see, uh, you've seen him now. He's saying, okay, look, I can't, if I can't support the team on the field, if I can't be there on the bench, then I'll support them here on the, at, the, at, the, at home. And he's busy tweeting like, come on, Gunners, you go. Yeah, one day I should have been. So, and, and, and I heard, I think, my cousin told me now that he's, I think he's apparently the biggest um, 
I'm just going on his word, but he says the, he's the, the, the biggest uh, followed football player at the moment on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Matt's got a theory. Right. Matt's got a theory. You want to tell him your theory about Uzel? Oh, tell yeah. Us, I reckon, um, you guys got to put him to work. So, my idea is you got to start a TV show. Uzel and Gunnasaurus <laughs> just backpacking around Europe. They got to live on 10 pounds a day. Ozil does all the work. Gunnasaurus is just the hype man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can introduce the sponsorship deal. <laughs> You're laughing about it now, but I think I honestly think uh, I'm not going to get any credit. But you guys saw it first. When this show goes live, you make sure they yeah. call me and I come in. I think we should just approach. <laughs> let's just approach them from a Golan perspective yeah. and get them to do it on our channel. I think that shit will go viral very quickly. <laughs> before before the Leicester game, Google posted um, uh, uh, highlights of last season's game against Leicester. Where he was amazing, he scored a goal. Yes, he assisted one goal, and then he assist assisted another goal. You know, I mean, when they won three one, that's a shame. Posted, man. He posted this like, "Hey, um, just just to warm you guys up uh, before the game, uh, let's let's show you what happened against Leicester City last season." And that was like that was like a vintage Ozil performance, and it's like it's really sad like, that he couldn't like that. That game was crying out for Uzel, man. Like Sabayos had such a poor. Um, and Uzel, if he was on the field, he would have unlocked that defense, man. Like, oh, man, it was, it was frustrating. I felt frustrated. I felt uh, frustrated as a football player. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal lost their season when they, they rolled over against City. They, they, they were building such momentum after yeah. that game. Then against City, they, they, they got scared. They stepped back. They reverted from their, their strength. And they seem to have not recovered. They've gone back into their shell. They're not dominating games. They're not grabbing it by the scruff of the neck. And they've got the players to. And it's... In a way, it's it, in some ways it's quite similar to Newcastle, where they've got the players, they've got serious talent across the squad, but they're held back by the way they're approaching games. And you know, I mean, you can debate that certain decisions didn't go their way, maybe this, that, the other one. But the the truth oh. is, to a large extent, you make your own luck. And you know, you could look at Liverpool, and and they they had a lot of things not going their way going into the game. You know, no Van Dijk and the ridiculousness on social media making it seem like the dude has died. But then, Bruh. you know, they, they made a <laughs> result against Sheffield. And, and I think Arsenal Man got sniped, boy. If I was in a football uh, match, if I was in a football match, you're right, man. I would think that Van Dijk passed out, man. Did you see that one tweet that went, went viral? It's some dude like, oh, we did this in your memory. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We, we're digressing. We're digressing. I'm going to reel this oh, back man, in a little bit. Stop, stop talking yeah. trash about my side and what's going on. Did you see this? What's going on, man? Like, like uh, even now, on the weekend, and he does the thing, and he stays yeah. really strong. I'm like, stay strong. Like, this guy's not like a can't play football anymore, or he's dead. This guy's going to be back. Snapped leg, Eduardo. I remember snapped leg. Uh, who was it as well? Um, uh, Everton player as well. Because it comes out of snapped leg. Phil Walcott broke his toy his ACL. Phil Walcott tore his ACL, and no one said anything to the guy. No one said anything. This is the world's best defender. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. 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 I want to get back to points. I want to say. I want to say, going back to what uh, Matt was saying, Matt was yes. to, to what Matt was saying in terms of Liverpool taking their chances. If we're looking at a, 
you know, Mane created two chances. We Jota scored, uh, Firmino scored. And I'm bringing it back to the Lacazette conversation saying against Liverpool and Matt also talking about how the season fumbled towards the city because they kind of just rolled over and died against City. Um, but if you, if you go into that Liverpool game, we had those chances. If he takes those chances and they come away with three points from Liverpool, that momentum carries on. Then they don't get so shy when they take on a City and that result builds on, builds up momentum. So coming back to Lacazette again, now you've lost another three points. He has a chance and not not a bad chance, a really, really good no, chance. No. He doesn't take That's it again. Good. And this is my point where I'm saying for an Arsenal, if they want to be the Arsenal of old, an Arsenal that is challenging, an Arsenal that is winning things, and Lacazette for me has too much attitude for my opinion as a, as a player when I'm looking at him. I think he, he's all about the glamour and he's not about the graft. And that's where I'd rather have a guy like this over my shoulder than have a guy like him in the side. At least I know he's going to be um, the guy who runs the hey, most man. in the field. You like slating some players, eh? But um, for, for the benefit of Bobby Firmino. You can slate this isn't for the benefit. This isn't for the benefit. It's just for the fact that he's clear, he's clear <laughs> in sight. I can compare him to someone else. I have said that and I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather have Callum Wilson starting for Arsenal instead of Lacazette. Come on. Touch me, bro. Touch me, bro. Listen. About it earlier, actually, because Marcus is right. Because I noticed Nick's not wearing the black and white shirt, but he's bringing the black and white through with the beard. Let us know. I also, want to but, say, uh, you know, you guys mentioned no one said anything about Theo Walcott getting injured, but Marcus also brings up a valid point. Like, look where the lad's playing. And also, when he was at the clubs, he was never playing and he still got injured. And that's why the conversation uh, is very different. No, I know, I know what I'm saying. But what you're saying is, nonetheless, it's the same injury. It wasn't like they're making it dramatic, like the guy died. You know, they, they suffered all the same injury. People suffered the worst, even more Jeez. worse than. But, but here's than the thing, that guy. though. That's what here's saying. the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If an ordinary man in the street gets shot, okay, yeah. and he goes down, he goes down. Yeah. It's a sad thing. If Superman yeah. takes a bite of kryptonite <laughs> and he goes down, who's going to talk about it? Everyone's going to be talking about Superman, not the normal man. That's the problem here. The man is at the peak of his but, game. That's why this thing is so tragic. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. Six months. Six months. Yeah. Gomez's ankle was looking behind him. I mean, jeez. People are sending him messages. That I'd understand. You know, like, okay, get better. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, that was a bad one. Okay, wait, wait. wait. So before we run Listen. off the Arsenal-Leicester game, guys, yes. Leicester now find themselves in a decent position. Do you think Brendan Rodgers can see this through? Do you think they're going to be able to mount a challenge? I mean, realistically, if we're looking at the log, they're in touching distance for, for the title. But do you think they, they can realistically land a top four spot? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, yeah. it's early it's early days. Like if look at all the other games we've seen. It's been hectic. Like results are going left, right, and center. It's difficult to predict. I agree. Arsenal let it go at City. I agree they let it go at this match again. But 
it's beginning. It's still the beginning. I mean, they, for, for me, it's a, it's a better start. It's, it's a better Arsenal than they were last season. Definitely. Nah. There's, Definitely there's five a better point, Arsenal than five, they were last there's season. There's a five-point gap between number one and number 14, guys. Come on. Let's talk yeah, after... And, yeah, and people... And we number people 14. Hello, don't but be sour because like, you've been fighting relegation, okay? Please, please. <laughs> people hey, are, man. like, telling me oh, Arsenal jumped from fourth to tenth. I'm like, yeah. But look at the, the point difference, guys. It's... It's, this is early days. It's early days. No, People need to relax. But, 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 to be honest, your coach, man, we need to see if 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 he's a if, if he's the real deal because he's actually what? our coach. Oh, Ole. Yes. Ole Kune. Ole Kune bought a player and put him on the bench. No, man. Listen, listen. So, 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 Solsha, um has 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 had his. Um, he made the top four last season. Uh, we'll give him a pass, but but the fact that Arteta <laughs> set up so poorly against Man City and hasn't taken advantage against um, uh, what's it, Leicester uh, and ah uh, man, like I, 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 the optimism that that we all had about Arteta, it's kind of fading. Wouldn't you agree, guys? Yeah, but I'd also no. agree that United are no. fighting relegation. Not for me. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. Instead of, we, we not want, for me. My optimism is still there. But optimism is still there, guys. Hey, hey, it's early days in the season. It's early days. Is it, is it, is it still there, Wonga? Yeah, optimism is still there. Ateta, definitely. I still think he's the, the right but man for the have, job. You haven't, you haven't scored in two consecutive games. Yeah, two consecutive games. Out of how many? It's also because Lacazette's <laughs> playing. <laughs> guys, guys, we like Oaks. We are jumping. I mean, if if it was like three, or four guys, need to speak about Spurs because this is going nowhere slowly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's, let's, we, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Burnley Spurs. Mateus. Can, I about, can I say something about the Spurs game before? You know what, Sedo? You always do this. You wait for me to put up the prompt about the game, and then you touch on something else, and then I've got this no, thing on screen no, saying we we talking about the game, and then we go back. I'm touching touch on the Spurs game. I'm going to touch on the Spurs game. Okay. So I'll touch on. Oh, go, go for it. Go for it. So, so like so, I I only watched the game from from the second half, right? Guys, I fell asleep watching the game. I, so I don't know. I. So did I. What? Like, I, fell I fell asleep, asleep watching right? the highlights. And, 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 I, and I woke up. <laughs> and I woke up and, and, and they were the studio, guys. <laughs> you the, yeah. the same thing. I, I shit you not. The same thing happened to me as well. I had it on there and I passed out. I woke up. I was like, whoa, oh, they won. And then I saw, oh, it was Kane and Son. I was like, my fantasy team. Oh, amazing. That's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Same thing. I, I wake up in the studio and I'm like, hey, how? But yeah, magic That's goal. the worst. That's the worst because you're not sure if you were dreaming the whole thing either. And then you wake up, you're like, wait a minute. Did, what, did they no. win? Did they win? <laughs> If you if if you're if you're worried that you may have dreamt a one nil Spurs Burnley game, you you probably need to really think about the kind of life you're leading because you should be aiming higher with your dreams. But, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the most it wasn't the the, the Spurs we'd gotten used to over the last couple of weeks the all singing all dancing score seven goals kind of Spurs. But um, <laughs> and. <laughs> So, <laughs> What's the song doing, Daniel? Uh, anyway, sorry, keep going, man. He's, to, he's looking for any angle that doesn't show the Arsenal shirt. I get it. I took from the game were um, the clean sheet, which we haven't had for a very long time. Um, so that was that's great. And we were 
we did look quite organised. We really looked, you know, you think about a Mourinho side being organised at the back and, and defensively solid, and, and we looked that way. Um, the biggest scare was in the first half where Harry Kane did that goal line um, header, header, you know, to defend from that corner. And and I think also that it was, it was and, and Mourinho spoke about it after the game as well, it was really clear that the side was pulling together. Like there was a real kind of um, togetherness about the squad. That we had to really dig out that result. We didn't. It didn't look like a sure thing. And as a Spurs fan, it felt like the kind of game we would lose right at the end because we. Yeah. It, it just. It was one of those games where we weren't getting the luck with it. The ball wasn't falling for us. We just kept feeling like they were going to score. Um, so to come our way with a clean sheet and a, a fairly late on winner, and then after the winner, we we did a couple of substitutions, and you start to think, given what we've done over the last few weeks, like oh, we're going to mess it all up now. We're one nil up. We're going to make a substitution and lose two one. Um, so it was a positive result in that sense, and it, it was it, compared to how we've been playing, it was hugely boring. Um, it, it was not the, the Spurs that we've been getting used to, but it's a different side to our game. And, and when you go away to Burnley, you are going to have to play a more boring type of football because they do they they're very compact, they're very organised. They they don't go out and, and create an open game, which is where we thrive. So it was in that sense, it was some it was very positive, and it's always awesome to see Kane and Son just telepathically communicating again uh they they just do seem to really link up well um and and i think you know it's it's i think it's beyond doubt at the moment they are the most most lethal pairing in the premier league so that always gives us a chance even if you can do it do it yes yeah and if you 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 can see them in a little boy band you know like if they had a boy band they'd definitely be in the front pair yeah, with yeah. Lamella in the background with these like little. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lamella's got a proper boy band haircut. It would work. And Bale with his with his <laughs> nine no, iron. That top one. <laughs> He's the bad boy of the group. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think yeah, going yeah. back to the point, you know, I I noticed, you know, I, I think any team going there, even if it was a City or Liverpool, I think they were they were going to struggle. I think um, Sean Dyche made sure mm. at one stage. So I think. Uh, it was Sissoko who had the ball in almost like a six or an eight position. Um, slightly deep, but quite far in the sort of half of Burnley. And every single player was behind the ball. And it was just like a moving, it was like a moving wall. And it was very hard to penetrate. And I I did see there was a couple of combinations that they were trying to get trying to get off, but they were just so compact and so hard to break down. Um where I think, you know, you've got to give credit to them and and eventually you just got to keep plodding away. And the goal was going to come, but I was worried at the end because, you know, Spurs of late, you know, they've been toothless themselves and mm. uh, sort of thrown it away. So I think for you guys, that's a, that's three points you, you you literally take. You get on the highway and you get back home because, you know, that's yeah. you don't have to go back there. You don't have to go back there for the rest of the season. Um, because it's not going to be easy for many teams going there. Yeah, and in that way, it was a very positive result. And it was, I think, for for the positives you take from it are that it shows there's another side to our play. We're not just gung ho, you know, score more than we concede kind of a game. It was a more measured kind of patient um, approach, which was which was great to see. And I think it showed the 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 morale of the side, the fact that they were able to keep on plugging and and they didn't get disheartened and and. And kind of end up making silly mistakes, and I think you can again look at the comparison Arsenal and Spurs there to say that both sides faced a, a for different reasons a, a tough game, and and um, a couple of years ago it would have been Spurs who were the ones who spurs it up, which was the famous saying, 
yeah. um, and Arsenal would have ended up winning their game. And now, you, you in these situations, I feel like you've got a lot more faith that Tottenham are going to pull it off compared to Arsenal, yeah. where you feel like there's, yeah. there's a bit of a soft underbelly and they're not going to quite be able to bring it home. And I think seeing Tottenham play that way, I mean, <laughs> 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 Um, as, 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 as the first as the first time, um, what, so what do you think about the fact that he brought in Lamela as the first substitution instead of instead of a Bale, for instance? Um, and obviously, Bale has gotten some 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 obviously some minutes and so mm. forth. So mm. I was quite surprised that he brought in Lamela because it's not that Lamela isn't good, but Lamela hasn't been what they expected of him, and he's always been. You know, a so-so kind of player. He will give you. Yeah, he's overrated. Good... Say it. Just say it. Say yes. it. Don't be. Don't be diplomatic on the show. He's overrated. But he, he does a job. Yeah. You know, the thing about Lamella, he's he's not as technically gifted as a lot of players, maybe, or he doesn't do, you know, game-changing stuff. But he's a player who a game like that where it's so tense and they're putting somebody behind the ball, he'll get in the face of defenders and he he forces mistakes and he he brings on fouls and he can change the so, dynamic of the game. I think Mourinho is very. Yeah, I think the way he uses Lamella, you've seen him since Mourinho's come in, Lamella, that, that shithousing side of Lamella's game has gone up a level. I mean, it was always there, but he yeah. seems to have opened it. And I think, Fair enough. Fair I think enough. what Mourinho was saying there was this game is very tight, it's very compact. We need to force some mistakes out of the Burnley side. And Lamella's the player for that because he will, he, he makes defenders want to kick him and we get free kicks out of it. And I think that's... People yeah, I, I think he brings a certain different angle to the game. Um, and, and Mourinho's quite. He's, one thing about Mourinho, you can't argue with it. He, he knows he, tactically. He's he's a very very good manager. And I think when he yeah. brings him, he's, he's bringing him for a specific reason. He doesn't he doesn't do random squad rotation. It's not paint by numbers. Oh, it's your turn now. You go have a runabout. It's you know he he he's got horses for courses, and he knew what he was doing with Lamella. Um, I, I do hope that we start to see more of Bale. Because um, I think he needs he needs a run of games to start hitting his 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 stride, and 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 it's going to be a while before he gets here. Um, well, to find I'll, his swing, hey, to find <laughs> his swing, yeah, yeah, exactly, get his eye in, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, but we got to, Joe Rodon got a got a run about as well, so it's nice to see him make his debut. So I think That's overall, the shape of Spurs squad, I think we we've got some. We've got some nice, nice guys in there, and if we can give them enough minutes to have them fit, for inevitably we will have some some injuries going on down the season. If we've got enough guys, you know, we gave Vinicius a run around during in midweek in Europe, so I think we we could look pretty good for inevitably when one of the guys goes down. So, um, and I think Mourinho is quite smart with that. I think he's being very clever in how he rotates and, and uses the right players for the right games. So yeah. I, I wasn't disappointed to see Lamella come in, but um, and and I think he's. I, 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 you know, Lamella's one of those players where if he plays for your team, you're going to love him because he's that that kind of get in players' faces and win some free kicks. It's what you want your team to do. If he played for anyone else, I know I would hate him. I think he's just a vicious little prick. But it's. it's I, I will say this though, Matt. That's why I love Joey Barton because he played for my yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I love Jamie Carragher and Phil Neville. The list goes on and on. But um, one yeah, thing yeah. I will say this though, Matt, is that. 
two points from first place, regardless of how the season is going. I think Mourinho is now licking his lips. He is, yeah. he, 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 if there's someone who can pull out the proverbial rat, oh, rat, rabbit out of a hat. <laughs> rat, sorry, I'm still, I've killed rat a lot of rats here in Joburg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if there's someone who can do it, it's definitely Mourinho. How are you feeling? What, what are we all thinking about the chances of Mourinho staging an upset here, guys? Is the league also up for the taking? I think it is. Yeah, 100%. I think it is. 100%. Yeah, I, I think, think with the amount, the amount, the squad depth that they have, and if you can keep them fit, I don't know. I think I think you've got something something to win this season. Look, I've, I've been a Spurs fan for too long to, to confidently predict that we could have a chance at the league. I mean, we, we ended up, we managed to conspire to come third in a two-horse race in the Leicester season. So, we... <laughs> yeah. Um, I we it feels like a season where we should win some silverware. Um, probably the most likely would be something like the Europa League or, or the League Cup. League Cup. But, um, I agree. It feels like we've got the squad that could potentially be challenging for the title. Uh, and Mourinho is the manager who knows how to do that. But there's always that level of uncertainty. There's some very strong sides out there who've got squads that have done this before. Um, for all of, of, of our squad depth, very few of Tottenham's squad have gone that far have won a league um and and i think that's that's a big factor i think the the yeah. the when it comes to crunch time i think we we will have it will be up to Mourinho to drag us over that last bit if it you know if we're still in the running at that stage it'll be very much on Mourinho to make it happen um but it for the first time in in a in 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 a while it feels like we we should be considered in that discussion um this time last season i definitely didn't feel that way um, in fact, every season since the Leicester season, it felt like we should have won. In, in, in we, if we were going to win the league, it would have been that season. Um, and this is the first time since then that I feel like we we should be amongst the discussion. Um, but I've been a Spurs fan for too long to say, yeah, I feel like we'll do it. I mean, it's just you know, it's there's too much. It's still a long season to go. I mean, even as Wonga said, there's still a chance Arsenal could end up in the top four. You never know. <laughs> No, no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll be there. All right, guys. Before one, one last point, last talking point before we end the show. Nicholas has asked us: Will Man City win today, or can Marseille put in a surprise in the Champions League? Man City, I, I you got to. It's a draw. I said I said to draw. Um, Marseille lost against Olympiacos last week um, in in Greece. Mm. Uh, playing at home, um, Dimitri Payet um, and 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 all and and and, and his gang. City to win. And 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 get a get a get a get a get a point or so forth. Um, Aguero is not playing today. I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, think I, it'll be a draw. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think he can't afford to drop points or not win I mean he drew in the week uh, Pep drew on the weekend I think he's going to go gung-ho and, and try and try and make sure he gets a, gets a win I think it might be comfortable to be honest with you Hey, yeah. yeah, Andre Villas-Boas wants to, wants, to, wants to prove a point guys come on eh? give, him, give him something yeah. but yeah. City's going to win in my opinion City win <laughs> City win what Wonga said it like six times. He's not even elaborating. He feels no need to do that. He's just saying what he thinks. And, I, and you know, he's, he's come a long way now. Eighth you see how confident mm-hmm. this man is. He wasn't saying that last week. He was sitting on the fence. You know, it's changing have you his had mind. A few, have, you, have you had a few beers, Wonga? Wonga doesn't drink. <laughs> no. He's high on life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but guys, what, Matt, what, what do you think? What do you think of the City City Marseille game? Sergio Guerra is not playing, and he's also out for the month, by the way. So it's another issue these guys are face, uh, facing. They just can't get consistent number of players on the field, or consecutive runoff players, rather, on the field. I think this is the kind of game City win. Um, I think when they... This isn't the kind of game that Pep will overthink. Where they struggle is when he overthinks something, which is when they come up against big. And I think, without disrespect to Marseille, who are themselves a very big and, and successful side, I think this is the kind of game that Pep will, will not overthink. He'll put together the basics. And on paper, City have more than enough quality across the pitch, even without Aguero, to pull this off. And I think they'll win it. Um, I don't think they'll run away with it. I don't think it should be 6 0, but I don't think Marseille yeah. are going to put a hand on them meaningfully during the course of the game. But then again, last time I made predictions of any sort, I was completely wrong in so many horrible ways that it scarred me for life. So, um, <laughs> I will say this. This is probably going to be one of the very few times I agree with Settle. I'm going to say two words. Dimitri Payet. Mm. He's enough to do damage against the city side. So, yeah, I think, I think they, might, they might cause a little bit of an upset there. And I think Pep Guardiola is going to be left scratching their bald head of his and... Um, yeah, it's going to be, he's going to be leaving with some blushes. Maurice. Before we go, I know, I know that was meant to be our last point, but Nicholas asked us one more thing. He said um, he doesn't believe that Liverpool are going to get the championship this year because they're losing far too many points uh, against teams that they shouldn't be losing points toward, uh, against. So what so are our opinions, teams. guys? Yeah, I everyone is. In my opinion, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, everyone is. It, uh, Liverpool, for me, probably is still the number one candidate to take the league, if you to be honest. Um, they, yeah, just everyone like last year, Liverpool won by a large margin. They could have dropped what 10 points and still win the league. Jeez, um, yeah, no, I, yeah think, I think I just I still think so. There's still a chance I, they can win I, it. I agree with, with, with some of the stuff that Wong is saying is that you know, with, with Liverpool, the the you know, even losing Van Dyke, right? Cool, you lost Van Dyke, but then you still have Allison who just came back. That, 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 that mm. is the, the, the major positive. Um, and the fact that they, they've reinforced um, in the center of the mid with Thiago and Keita um, showed some form in, um, after lockdown um, and then obviously bringing Diego Jota um, to, to, to you know, add on to, to the front three. I think those additions um, are kind of like eliminating the... the, the, the they, they, they're balancing the loss of Van Dijk. Yes, Van Dijk is a big loss, but then you still feel that Liverpool will outscore a team. You know what I mean? Um, they won't outscore... Villa, but they'll outscore other teams, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. I think there's <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Relegation candidate over there. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but 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 that's that's what I feel is that, that they've strengthened those 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 two areas which definitely needed strengthening. So the Van Dyke part is a big loss, um, but it will be a the, the, the Van Dyke loss will make it a, a tighter race um instead of a runaway race. But um, I still think that Liverpool are the favourites because City as well have big problems. And I think City was the team that yeah. we all saw as being the main contender, but they've got issues. So if if City didn't have issues, then I would say City would, would win it, but City have issues. So so, I so then who, who would you say then is the main contender? I mean, you guys are saying, obviously, it's Liverpool, but who amongst the others will give Liverpool a run? Because we're all saying it's not going to be a clear cut, but there are going to be names involved. So who are these names going to for be? Me, for me, there's three teams. Liverpool, Man City and Spurs. I think it's a three-horse race. Um, I think you've got three experienced managers there that are going to go pound for pound. And I think Chelsea will be the... No, Everton, eh? mm. 
Yeah, no, continue. Yeah, yeah. No, but they showed. They showed. You know, they teams are going to drop off. Um, I mean, that's what everyone said about Leicester. Yeah, but everyone's dropped off this year already. So everyone's proved it. Mm. I think Leicester just didn't stop. Pickford, um, Everton at Pickford, guys. You must always remember. Yeah. No, so I think, true. I think, I think, if you look at the three managers, you got three. You got three beasts of managers there. Guys that are serial winners, guys that have been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and the rest will all follow. They'll all follow. That's my opinion. My two cents. Mm. Yeah. Anyone care to elaborate? <laughs> I think it's, it's. I think it's a valid point. I think you you look at the the sides that of the big six. I think um, United and and, Lam, and and Chelsea for different reasons have big question marks over their ability to to compete for the length of the season. Um, Arsenal seem to they started really well, but they, there's something that they're not quite hitting, and 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 there's and also this weekend felt like the weekend where we all sobered up. You know, the the, the league started yeah. off crazy. It was just goals coming in, and Everton and Aston Villa were out of nowhere performing, and it felt like this weekend everybody kind of sobered up and woke up, and they were like, "No, let's get back to serious business." There's people watching, you know, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> reverted to type, and everybody the results were a bit more boring and and all of that. And uh, I think over mm-hmm. the course of the season. I think still, I still think that it's going to be Liverpool City. Um, I, I'm hopeful that Spurs are going to be in that equation. It, it does feel like we could be, um, but it, I still think Liverpool must be the favourites for the time being. It is very early days, as Wonga said. We're 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 not far enough to really write anyone off, you know. And and there's still, I mean, like Leicester could pull off another Leicester. You never know. But I think realistically, it be a, a competition between City and Liverpool. It'd be great to see Spurs in amongst that, and and you never know. And as we discussed, Mourinho knows what he's doing. We're two points off the top spot. It could happen. But um, it's a long season to go. And that experience tells. And, and of the current squads, you look at the makeup, both manager and players, only City and Liverpool have got that mix of um, players and managers who've recently had success as a unit. And I think that they're, they're the ones who, who we need to watch out for. The rest of them, the rest of us are going to be keeping up with that standard. Yeah. Wonga? That your two cents there? Just is that it? Uh, oh, my two cents. Uh, Arteta was there as well um, when City <laughs> picked the leagues up, just in case everyone forgot. <laughs> just, just in case. So yeah, that's my two okay. cents. Okay, so so Wonga, you know what's interesting is with Liverpool fans for years, we'd always say next season is our season, but we're talking about the title for Wonga. It's next season is our season for the top four, and you know we're not going to take that away from you. We don't want to like diminish any no, of those dreams no. you guys are still gunning for that top four even though i think newcastle at this stage under steve bruce will have a better chance of collecting more points by drawing and playing the bong ball <laughs> no ways manchester united do you think they go on a run now and do you think they catch up or do you think it's still going to be a start a stop start con- um, campaign for them i think they have to pos- i think the- oh, okay silla you said yeah you go silla go no, I, th- I think, I think what's, what's, what's most important is um, how he sets up his teams. Um, I think, mm. he, he, you know, he, he even admitted, you know, I, I said this long ago, I said this probably after the second game, I said that he needs to bench Pogba uh, because Pogba just came back from coronavirus um, and hasn't uh, only trained for like five days. Um, and he's only admitting now that it was an error to start him at the, at, at the start of the season. Uh, because he still needed to gain fitness, you know what I mean? 
and he's had some good cameos off the bench, which is a much better way to 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 integrate a player who's just had a had had such a big illness. Um, and you know, obviously, don't even know what the after effects are on him. Um, so I think that he needs to he needs to uh, make the right decisions in terms of um, how he sets his teams. Uh, but listen, the players are there to actually challenge um, for, for 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 a title. The only question is about the manager. That is the big question about Man United. It's not the ability of the players on the field. Um, you've got winners. You've got a World Cup winner in the in the squad. Um, you've got a you've got a, a winner. Um, you know who's won Serie A. We've got a winner of uh, League One. You've got people who've actually won some trophies. But the problem is the the coach. You know, I mean, Sharp. The coach has won the Norwegian League um, for Molde, which then won in ten years. But you know, yeah, it's cold um, in Norway. Huh? The, the big, the big. The big leagues, the, the the big leagues, you know, the top five leagues. Um, he hasn't done that, and he's had some questions over his his man management and so forth. So I think it it will still be hanging over his head. Whereas a Mourinho knows what he's doing, a Klopp knows what he's doing, uh, Pep knows what he's doing, but a Lampard, a Teta, and 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 a Solskjaer, those guys are still trying to find their feet um, as 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 managers. And and you've seen with 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 the way they've been coaching that there's a lot of questions about the way they're managing their teams. Um, whereas there's no questions about how Mourinho's um, managing his team. Um, you know, the Mourinho question has always been the, you know, will the players buy into buy into what 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 he wants? You know, Man United came second uh, the one season uh, with 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 him at the helm, uh, but obviously then the next season um, it, f- it fell apart. But you see, that's the thing. Mourinho can do that with with the team. He can win a, a Europa League, can come second in the league, um, yeah. but it's just obvious for a certain amount of time because eventually he does lose the the, the, the changing room. So Spurs could definitely um, be a top three team this season because Mourinho can get the best out of... He's got the best out of Son and, and, and Kane, definitely. Um, but his defence um, still has questions. But yeah, we'll see how the season goes. Um, I'm just hopeful um, that, that 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 we can, you know, do well tomorrow, then do well against Arsenal, do well in Istanbul, then do well against Everton and then international break... We can get if we can get a lot out of these four games for the international break. If we can get uh, nine point, um, ten points out of possible twelve, um, you know, let's say four in the, let's say six in the in the in the in the Champions League and four. Um, then the, sorry, the, the, I'm laughing because Matt doesn't Matt doesn't look convinced. Silo, thank you very much. <laughs> I do think what, what, what we need to do is we need to get a card. He doesn't know what that is. That's why. <laughs> We'll see. He's got he's got your old manager now, and I think he's going to do more with Mourinho. Is going to do more with Spurs and the, the 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 stuff, the politics that was happening at United. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining the cool down. This has been a second episode of our show. Um, what we'll do is we'll write a letter saying do well to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and see if that helps him with their next four games based on Settle's recommendation. It is my nephew's birthday today, so if everyone can just say happy birthday to Cooper on three, one, two, three. Happy birthday, Cooper. Happy birthday, Cooper. That's it. That's it. We'll see you guys on Thursday for pre-match meet. Yeah, yeah. What is that? We should have practiced that before. Our timing was well off. Okay, one, one more time. time. One more time. Three, two, one. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cooper. Yeah, we got to work on birthday shout-outs. Anyway, we'll see everyone back on Thursday at the same time for pre-match muti. Thank you very much. Cheers. Peace. Cheers.